Welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and today is April 5th, 2018. You're listening to the podcast where we talk about what's been going on the front page of R Street Fighter every week. And what week it's been. Uh, yeah, holy shit, man. There is... It's actually funny thinking about how the format of this podcast goes. And how it's listed, and if you ever scroll down to the comments, which I hope you do, or the description, I should say, to find what we talk about, it, it's usually labeled threads you might have missed, and I don't think anyone missed these threads. I don't think any many things that we're going to talk about this week, there might be a couple things, but like the couple three big hitters that we're going to pull out here are, uh, yeesh, um... Just balance patches. The balance patch alone. We're going to end the, the show on the balance patch because there's a couple things that I think are worth talking about that people haven't talked about already. Uh, and also, along with that, I want to shout, like, give a big thank you to the community who has um, put me on Sudoku Watch uh, for what they what they did to, to my guy, what they did to Zangief. Um, I greatly appreciate the community reaching out and saying, hey, uh, it's okay, life can go on. Uh, even when, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, the Russian light at the end of my muscle explosion tunnel, uh, is, it's fading fast. It's fading fast, you guys. Um, but we're going to get into that and maybe why, uh, man, I want to like railroad, I want to railroad my own conversation. I have to, I have to, <laughs> I literally just had to do like a double take of like, no, Joe, no, just not right now. We'll get into Zangief in a minute. Just pump the brakes. Let's go on to the first couple topics. We'll talk about some shit that happened. Uh, and it'll be okay. And we're going to go through things that way. So let's get into the first topic because you guys. Hey, you guys. We sent Chris DZH to NCR. He placed 33rd, so he got some points, uh, which is awesome. He beat some, some strong players. He beat Otani, but then he was eliminated by Otani in... Um, in losers, unfortunately, uh, but uh, he did pretty well, and he performed pretty well. I think he was like wasn't used to playing on PS4, so I think that getting that kid some some extra some extra experience will be good. Uh, and Naser, of course, sending him to Combo Breaker is awesome. So shout outs to Naser for that. Uh, and I look forward to seeing Chris CCH perform at Combo Breaker here in. Trying to do the countdown of months. I'm not going to do it live on, on the show. That's not good listening. Uh, however, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, but NCR happened. And the results were posted. Uh, we got the, the VODs here in the bracket that you can see in this thread. Again, posted by Incross. Shouts to Incross. He's, he's always done a really good job of summarizing um, CPT. At least in um, on our Street Fighter. He's done a really good job of that. And what I will say is a couple things about this bracket. Uh, we saw some Manats do pretty well. We saw some Abigail do pretty well. Uh, my favorite match, probably within top eight, was Verloren versus Tokido. Uh, the comeback from Tokido uh, 
was impressive, I will say. I will say his Tokido's run in top eight was nothing short of impressive, I think. Um, and his him taking taking NCR was pretty exciting. Uh, and watching him get that uh, somewhat of a run back against Daigo there in grand finals was pretty exciting, I think. Uh, a lot of people, after you know watching the, the Kimono Michi, thought, "Well, Daigo versus Tokido is he in his head, or can Tokido compete? Uh, what's what's really going on here?" Um, but Tokido clutched it out. Uh, we got Tokido, Daigo, Knuckle Dew, Infiltration, Gamer B for Lauren, Storm Kubo, and Justin Wong uh, were your top eight in order of placement. Uh, so, really good performance. A lot of good minots. I, I hadn't thought that Justin had a very strong Minot, but it makes sense. It makes sense that it, it's actually interesting watching both Justin and Infiltration play Minot. Uh, this is kind of me shooting the shit here about this tournament, in that Minot is one of those characters where I think she actually benefits greatly from being able to switch it from being defensive to playing offense because of the way that her orb works. It brings brings you closer to to her so if she hits you with that it's is pressure time where i think infiltration has historically been super good at that that's been one of his um his best uh one of his best tools as a player of being able to switch to daigo as well i think is pretty good at that uh but justin is pretty well known for being hella defensive just a fucking brick wall hard to get in on He'll, he'll learn you today uh, for <laughs> for those out there. Uh, and it's, it's interesting to see that how they both approach the character and how they both play it. Because I think both are viable, but I would I would be willing to bet that in the way that Infiltration plays is a little bit better. And, of course, she got some buffs um, in the 3.5 patch, which I don't know if we'll necessarily talk about that in general. But it's, I don't know, I think it's cool that Minot got buffs. Um... I don't really think that she needed them. However, it's it's cool to see such a highly technical character and a fun character to watch uh, become even stronger of a character. Uh, but anyway, uh, those are your results for, for NCR. And here's the next topic, which is total points leaders. Uh, this was put together uh, so far by SRK. They did some reporting here. Uh, shows who's in the lead. Uh, Tokido's out there in the lead with 1,120 points, followed by Infiltration at 860, and then Verloren at 330. Um, tied with Knuckle Dew at 330 as well, tied for third. Uh, and they list out the top 18 here. It's useful it's interesting information i would say um shows you the shows you the spread so far and maybe who to look out for uh for the remainder of the season because i think the players that perform strongly i think you'll see them at the next at the next tournament especially those who play cami um i would even go as far to say that rashid you'll see those rashids there up in up in top eight i'm i'm not so worried about rashid uh, or even Akuma. I think Akuma's still strong uh, after the patch, but again, discussion for a later time. I think Infiltrace is going to tear the season up. Real talk. I think that that 860 is going to skyrocket the next uh, couple months or so. Uh, so I would I would closely watch his Manat and see <laughs> see if he runs away with the with this season, but. I don't know. It's uh, if you like leaderboards and stuff, uh, check out check out that post. Uh, next up, 
and uh, here is where things get a little sketch. Here's where things get a little shitty. Um, from everyone else's perspective, um, uh, there's a lot of people commenting on this, and I get it. The topic, of course, is at NCR, Goichi versus MenRD, uh, and Kaba behind them, uh, yelling like he does, uh, and it affecting Goichi. So far to have Goichi call the man out on Twitter, have a somewhat bad mistranslation, uh, and then things got hairy from there. And I think that's where... I think that's where things broke down here, was that poor miscommunicate or that poor communication. Uh, the translation itself was was not good. Uh, Goichi basically being misquoted, saying that like Kaba should be out of out of the uh, the tournament from the scene. I get it. And ladies and gentlemen, regardless of where you stand here. Uh, and we, we're going to get into, like, at least our stance, because even when... Ah, man, I'm going to railroad myself again, because there's so many directions to take this. Uh, regardless of where you stand, of ah, FGC, this is just how things are, or, no one should yell because these are people's jobs. Regardless of where you stand there, uh, I'm going to give you the, moder the moderator's perspective uh, on our Street Fighter. Uh, stop being fucking racists. Everybody, can we stop being fucking racists? I think I don't think that's so hard to ask. I mean, disagree or agree with someone, um, insulting race or nationality or being xenophobic in any way is probably not a good way to go about it. Um, and that's the kind of stuff, at least as a moderator, that weighs a little heavy on my heart seeing that stuff happen within the FGC of it's so it's so fucking strange because we we tout ourselves of being inclusive and and all that stuff is good and if you show up at any event there is a a wide swath of people all all shapes and sizes all varieties all colors of the rainbow we got them all but fuck man like uh, I know I sound exasperated because I can't, I probably can't even, I can't number, I can't count on two hands. It's more than two hands of, of comments that needed to be removed from multiple threads this weekend, not including the original posts that were just flagrantly racist about uh, Kaba and Mena's nationality. Like, go fuck yourself. Please leave. I don't want you here. I don't think anybody wants you here. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. And I get it. Like, we can get into heated arguments. We can disagree vehemently with each other. But holy shit. Like, you don't need to throw racial slurs. I, won't even, I, don't, I don't even want to repeat them because I don't want to give them any value of being heard through. I don't want to extend their life by repeating them on any kind of air or any kind of... I don't want to record it anywhere because fuck that. Fuck that attitude. I don't care if, if you think what Kaba did was, was aggressive and terrible. I do not give a fuck. You can think that. That is actually a fair opinion. But, like, let's not be racist, guys. Let's... I don't think that's so hard to ask. And... I, I feel like I have to bring that up because so much was removed that 
that in itself is worth mentioning. Uh, we didn't make a, a top level thread about it, about the, the flagrant racism, because it was, it's one of those things that's over the weekend where there's a lot of people who come and visit just to drop things, like make new accounts and just do say racist shit. Because that's how Reddit works. Um, we took care of it, but fuck. It's just, it sucks to see it. It's really unfortunate, and I hate it, and I hate you if you're racist. Uh, or, like, subscribe to racist beliefs, or regardless. Anyway, so there was that. So let's actually get into the topic of what happened. So, if you didn't watch the video, uh, Stupendous was there right behind Goichi and Mena uh, as they played their set, and, of course, Kaba was there, and he was yelling like he does. This is not new. This is not a brand new thing that has happened. I mean, even when Cobb is known for being a loud uh, spectator, uh, specifically in the way that he yells, it can be grating to a lot of people. It can affect people how they play. Um, in fact, he was the example that I think that if you listen to this show, if you listen to all of the, I can't recall what episode it was, uh, where the new rules for the CPT were released. I think this was around, this was probably around Thanksgiving time uh, of last year, uh, where Rule 12 of the CPT was announced, and number one on that list is like no yelling, like or like being loud or boisterous. Rule number 12, subsection I, is like no, like don't get loud, and we all looked at that. And we kind of joked about it, like, that's fucking ridiculous to be evicted from, uh, like, on site as a spectator if you're being loud uh, or telling someone to go fuck themselves because that just happens. And it would be insane to, like, have someone evicted like that or thrown out of the tournament because of acting that way. But it's in the rules. And, and to some extent, it makes sense because... I mean, Goichi was here overseas trying to compete to, like, A, win money for that, from that tournament, and then B, be on a pro circuit to to gain money at the, at the Capcom Cup. Like, it's not crazy to want a, as a player, to want a level of protection to say, oh no, like, I need, I need you to back off while, with your yelling, which other people actually... Here's the other thing. People actually reported that uh, being in pools with someone from that community, Kabu was yelling over their match as well, but they turned around and said, hey, shut the fuck up. Uh, and then around later, they didn't hear any more of it. Which, okay, great. If you're able to take that into your own hands, and also if you can speak the language, uh, that's the other thing. Like, Goichi's not there being like, I, I, it's one of those things. I don't think Goichi would be able to communicate well with Kabu. There's just too many layers of of, uh, of translation for that to really make sense between those two parties. So, is it the TOs? Is it is it their responsibility? Because, I mean, they've got a hard enough job as it is already. Are you really going to say to every TO, hey, because here's the next step. Here's the next step with Rule 12. We fucking brought this up. Where... Do you, as a organizer, as an event organizer, say to your TOs, your bracket runners, hey, uh, if if anyone is out there being ex exceptionally boisterous, 
uh, or aggressive with the with the way that they're being vocal during a match, shut it down. And you can threaten like eviction from tournament. It's, when, when someone gonna give the go ahead for that? Because by the rules, and if you think about it as someone's career, that's not fucking crazy to think of someone saying that. I get it. It's not insane. Cause it's also in the rules, but also, you know, there's a lot of people out there who disagree with that, who say that, no, it's just, this is, this is okay. Yelling and stuff is okay. I will say the way the Kaaba does it and just historic, this is just historically how he's done it is it is extremely aggressive yelling when kind of nothing hype is happening to me. That's not to me. That's not hype. That's not very exciting. Uh, I get it. He's excited for his pals, for his teammates, for his countrymen. That's there's a bond there. I get it. To want them to perform well and embody the person that they're playing. Okay, I can understand that. It's just not my personal flavor. It's not my personal taste. I like to see a little action before I get a little rowdy. I like a little foreplay. I want there to be a little bit of something there for me to chew on. Um, it, it, but man, that rule twelve, man, look it up. It's in the CPT rule book. I didn't quite link it in. It might be in the comments here in the... I might even link it in the section here. Just to, just to point it out to say that this is a rule. Um, so for whatever you... Wherever you stand on it. Side of this issue of allowing that kind of behavior. Versus that whole gray area in between of saying, hey, please stop. Which he he did. This, like Even at this, this event, he did do that. He did stop if he was asked. Uh, to all the way on the other end of saying, you know, he should be evicted from the tournament. Because there's a whole lot of crazy on either end, and there's a whole lot of crazy in the middle as well. But regardless of where you stand, folks, don't fucking be a racist, okay? Like, can we stop? Can we stop that, please? Anyway, speaking of racism, E-League announced a new thing. <laughs> Just gonna hop in the next... I think that's... I mean, that's about all that that I can say on, on that topic, is that for me, as a... It, the, but my personal take on the whole thing was that it was personally disheartening to have a great tournament such as NCA. It was such a fucking roller coaster. Sending Chris ECH, him doing pretty well uh, as much as he could. Uh, and I'm stoked on that. A good tournament. Fucking rad. Uh, a fuck ton of racism. Oh no. That's that's bad. And then having to recover from that. And then these patch notes, which again, we'll get to. But something that was recently announced, uh, in fact, uh, earlier today, Thursday, uh, was that E-League announced... Well, we knew that they were going to run a new series. Uh, kind, They didn't necessarily announce how the brackets would be run uh, like they did uh, last year, but they also announced today, in addition to that, uh, they're going to debut a reality show. Hooray! It's the oh fuck, VH1 presents uh, E League's reality. <laughs> Did they name it? I actually don't know if it has a name yet. Uh, that's interesting. I didn't look into. I don't even think they announced it. Re regardless, they're running a uh, reality show uh, with a choice number of people, uh, and from this, I will say, uh, fuck, man. They're really gonna choose some of these 
these people who I dare not speak their name to uh, represent the the FTC in in a uh, reality TV TV kind of sense. Is that really how we're gonna do things? All right. Okay, because that, that blew over pretty well last last year with all the the drama that was created. Here's the thing. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, we're talking about LTG, and a lot has been talked about with LTG that, like, the dude puts on a performance. That's been said to death. I get it. I get that you can have a persona on YouTube of being a big bigoted asshole. I get it. I could just be your persona. Fine. I'm shaking my head to imply that it's not fine. Uh, to garner the popularity or attention, fine. The thing about him, though, is that he's charismatic. Uh, he has some acting chops, uh, to some degree, I'm sure. Uh, and I think he's gonna be... I think he's gonna do well on this show. I'm sure whatever is filmed and, and his part in this is, is great. That's... It. I'm sure that there's gonna be something to chew on there. Uh, I really hope kids don't Google that, that dude's name, or or maybe I I don't know. It's it's kind of it's one of those things that's awful that when you get some representation like this, uh, and all it takes is just a cursory search of someone's name to just go, oh, they're just a monster. Okay, all right. Um, weird, weird choice there. All right, but others involved, uh, guilty Sherry, um. Dayasha, JB, Rob TV, uh, and Commander Jesse. Uh, and a lot of those names, I'm like, hell yeah, let's, let's fucking go. Uh, there, there's a lot of charisma there. There's a lot of strong players there. Uh, there's a lot of good stories to tell there of people's real lives. Uh, and I think that's the, that's the unfortunate part, is that there are so many strong U.S. members of the FGC that have so many interesting stories to tell uh, of overcoming adversity, uh, coming from uh, pretty downtrodden regions, or, uh, you know, overcoming great plights to, to uh, go into some great success stories. Or doing something for small communities to very little reward, but doing it for the heart and the love of the game. So many interesting stories to tell there. And, and mm, they chose this one, so, alright. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully it's it's all a good thing, and it's hopefully it's very popular. And I hope kids don't Google his name. Uh, and that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, motherfucker. Uh, here's some good news, actually. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Capcom also announced today, uh, this is Andy Wong on Capcom Unity, this is where a lot of announcements get made for the English-speaking FGC, uh, prepare yourself for the Nameless Super Soldier, crossover costume for Guile, uh, what does this mean, uh, this is actually from, uh, Forgotten Worlds is where this costume comes from, it's not a series I'm familiar with, not a game I'm familiar with, um, I didn't kind of like look it up after this just because I don't have this cultural touchstone. Um, I was a Sega Genesis in my house. I fucking love that that um, that sound card. It's fucking great. It's got a sawtooth that'll rip open your back with a hacksaw. It's fantastic. Uh, but 
this was not a game that I had. I never played this one. Uh, but I saw a ton of people on Twitter being super excited for this costume. It's a cool costume. Um, I think it's pretty rad. It's got, it's got really big shoulders. Look at those shoulders. They're so big. I wonder if they bulk up um, during <laughs> V-Trigger and Critical Art activation. I wonder. Do the shoulder pads bulk up? Probably. Graphics in this game, you know how they work. Or do his muscles clip through the shoulder pads? Time will tell. Uh, regardless, uh, that's cool. And there is a whole... You know how they've been doing it. Like, they've got end dates. You've got, usually got, like, a week or so to get the certain parts of the costume. Um, before you can collect them. you got to collect them all. And then you get, you get the costume. So there's... There is the... Uh, the schedule for that as well as the Shadowloo Soldier schedule so you can get some fight money or experience uh, a little bit extra uh, that way uh, other than that no no other big announcements in this post usually they like they like to slip in some interesting or like or things within the wording here of or it's like oh also this is coming in a couple days or also like something changed with the way that the that matchmaking works like offhandedly being like oh yeah also this thing that didn't happen in this post so don't uh, <laughs> I mean you can rest through with a fine tooth read between the lines uh, I don't know so if you're excited about uh, or if you have that uh, that touchstone of Forgotten Worlds um, and you play Guile uh, maybe this is for you maybe this excites you um, I don't know that's, that's some good news uh, other good news uh, from NCR is that uh, Born Free, his interviews are coming out. Uh, pretty excited about that. Mostly because, I don't know, this one was pretty interesting. I didn't even get a chance to talk about it last week because he did this so quickly. He was talking to me about it. He's like, Joe, should I, should I try and get, should I try and crowdfund to go to NCR? I know it's like really late. It's like really late. I don't know if I should. And I, I was like even like trying to discourage him. Like, I don't know, man. That's such a short amount of time. Like, that's like kind of like a lot of cash to ask for, like in in so much time. But I'm super excited that he got uh, he got the funding. Uh, so like, shout out to everyone who was a part of that, anyone who supported him or donated to the Patreon to get him out here uh, to do the to get him. I say out here like I fucking live in California. I super do not uh, to get him out to NCR uh, and do some really good, uh, really good interviews. Like we've been kind of accustomed to now i'm really glad he can get out there and do that stuff he asks a lot of uh, strong he's he asks a lot of strong questions and puts a lot of people at ease to really say what's on their mind uh he did a bonchan interview uh if you remember the one last year of bonchan being one of the first uh pro players to kind of openly out and speak of like you guys don't know what the fuck you're doing um to the to the devs of the game so that's interesting that he would do that on the eve of things being because like the patch notes came out right after this is a, there's actually a funny thing about all of these interviews is that there's always an asterisk saying this interview was conducted pre-patch because no one knew about it no one fucking knew about it it's just a surprise patch which i think we all kind of assumed a patch was coming it's just you, know, you never know when it's gonna come you don't know when but in the middle of the night capcom will come and take your you know you know how it is uh but I like this one. This is a John Choi's interview. Um, runs NCR. Uh, 
there's some really good insight here. Um, he talks a little bit about the history, which is which is great. Him historically as a player, uh, super fucking interesting to watch. Uh, really solid fundamentals and just a really strong uh, Ryu uh, throughout like throughout history uh, of their big. Can I? I think I can say that. Uh, and that's not that's not to say that the FGC history will be about John Choi. If I had any forethought about what to make the FTC history, I might have made it uh, John Choi, Classico. Uh, but no, uh, not not this week. Uh, there's, a, Although I could recommend you watching the John Choi versus Daigo Evo Pools 20... Was it 14? I'm racking my brain. Was it 14 that I'm thinking of? It might be. I might have that wrong. It might have been 15. Uh, regardless, if you just search those... The, the, those guys names it'll come up and it'll be fun uh usf4 regardless uh really good interview here um and he actually spoke about he speaks about the the kaba mena and goichi issue as well uh which is it's good to get him on mic saying something about that i think he might have to prepare a statement or at least he says he might do that uh so kind of looking forward to that he's been a pretty strong leader within the FGC uh, over the years uh, and just someone kind of to look up to if you are uh, you know if, if like life comes at you fast and you've got you know life outside of the FGC uh, this dude bounces it pretty well and he's got a really interesting story to tell so this is a good interview there's a lot of other really good interviews and they're only I think half done at this point uh, so go look up the playlist for this uh, and go check out these interviews other news uh, is that uh, Befael is coming out with uh, more uh, more of his tutorials. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he's released a ton of tutorials uh, through help with SRK uh, in uh, just character tutorials as well as like system changes for the game. Uh, he's been doing, he has done a really great job and it like historically has done a really good job of, of doing character tutorials and just tutorials in video tutorials in general um, for lots of games not just Street Fighter 5 even before that uh, and outside of the franchise as well it's all good stuff I recommend doing that I always want to bring that up anytime I bring up his channel uh, but also uh, this is just a, ta a, a, a taster a little tease a little sampling of of his thoughts on his gut reaction to 3.5 changes um and he said he makes a note here that the characters videos will be released probably slower uh than before because there are there are changes that do affect a lot of bnbs there's a pretty big mix-up that happened uh, because of 3.5 uh, but he talks about kind of base level system changes here i think he actually released um Asakura's, I think. Uh, I might be getting that one wrong. There's at least one out right now. Uh, I don't know if there's more than that right now. Uh, but check the... I don't know, he's got Ryu here. Uh, I think Sakura might be one as well. But regardless... Or no, he, he goes down the line of, of order of, of character. Which I think is like... I don't know. I think that's a fine order. People were like... Are always confused when they see characters listed out like Ryu, Chun-Li... Uh, I think like Aramika or whatever, whatever the fucking order is. Uh, why is it this way? It's like, well, that's like order of, you know, release or whatever. I don't know. Just, just sh fucking shut up. Don't, don't ask. Uh, I think that's fine. I think it's a fine order, but 
a lot of people would prefer alphabetical, but regardless, he's going to be working on it probably a little bit slower. Uh, maybe like one every couple days. So not at the clip that you might be expecting, but man, things been shook up and it's hard to, to have the, the drive or, you know, this like surprise, you got to do, do a whole new series for every single character. Fucking good luck. Here you go. Roll the dice. Uh, so I do not envy his position there. I do not envy my own position to have to redo all of the character supplements for season 3.5. And I can't I keep holding the back of my head that maybe we're going to get a 3.6, 3.52. Just because of how things shook out. But come on, come on, guys. Come on, you guys. He's with me. You make a loud enough noise. Um, regardless, here's some things that won't change. And here's a, another tutorial. Speaking of tutorials, uh, Urian, uh, he got some interesting changes, I think, uh, in the patch. I think Urian's going to be fine. It's going to be strong. Uh, not a whole lot in terms of you know bad things that happen to him. Not a whole lot of nerfs. Uh, but this is a really good tutorial just on Urian's standing medium punch from Ginger Viking, who is a master Urian, so this dude knows what the fuck he's talking about, uh, and he's only talking about one normal. I love this approach, by the way. He, he said that he's going to be working on other tutorials as well that are like specific like this, that, that are very specific, uh, and I love that. I love that approach of digging into, okay, here's just one thing, Urian standing medium punch, and I'm going to talk about it for 13 minutes straight. I fucking love it. Like that's if you are a frame data nerd or a, a link nerd or a combo nerd, how can you not love this? How can you not look at this and just kind of melt? It's so beautiful. Uh, and the other thing is like it's someone who knows what they're talking about. It's not just some schmuck. I mean, this guy's got a vertigate chair. You can see it right there in the video. Uh, he's he's fucking ready. He's buckled in. He's strapped in to talk about Urian standing medium punch. So fucking hold on to your butts, folks, because you know here's some information coming at you. Pro gamer. He's got a hyper. Is that a HyperX too? Yeah, he's got HyperX. Oh, he's got the HyperX headphones. Man, look at this guy. He's tapped. He's tapped into the esports vein. It's flowing through his blood. Look at him. Uh, if, you know, if that is if Ginger's had blood. But, you know, we all know that not to be true. <laughs> okay. Uh, but speaking of Urian, folks, uh, I want to get into another side. Let's, you know, I've been talking about, you know, a lot of, you know, negative things so far. I've had some ups and downs. You know, it's things just make me sad about the FGC in general. But I mean, really, you know, sometimes, folks, sometimes, sometimes you see something that just gets sexy. Something that just opens your eyes to a whole new possibility, a whole new mind space. It opened up my mind palace. I've entered a whole new world of season 3.5. That's right, folks. Urian is a beautiful character. And guess what? He's got some beautiful headbutt loops. That's right, folks. Headbutt loops are back. I can't tell you how excited I am. Oh, my goodness. Ah, oh, I came. It's fantastic. Uh, Urian headbutt loops are back. And I've, I've seen a couple headbutt loops. But this particular setup was something that was so beautiful and so legitimately practical. 
It just, oh man. Ah, oh, filled, filled to the brim, folks. This one, you know, if I was spent from this week's negativity and the fucking racism and horrible shit that happened, ooh, ooh, this, oh, this. So, what the setup is, I'll explain it because it's. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, it's actually, it starts off from Target Combo. That's just what it starts out from. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. That's hmm, different setup. Uh, but you can lead into it from, let's see. It goes standing medium punch, which we talked about previously. Crouching medium punch. EX uh, metallic sphere. Activation of the V trigger. Normal activation. So it goes like... Or short activation, I'd say. So it goes like right out in front of him. Uh, and then from that, Yurian can just standing medium punch right through. Or no, he, he just medium punch headbutts through the Aegis himself. So the Aegis is just there. It doesn't hit the Ken. It doesn't hit the opponent. Uh, it's just there to space things out. Get things ready. Get things all primed up. Primed up and good. Uh, to start this combo. Uh, does... Three headbutts. The first one uh, does the link to the second headbutt. Ends it with a heavy headbutt off of a crouching light punch. Uh, and then from that, a quick rise from Ken. Here's what I love. Quick rise from Ken. What the Urian does is a stand light kick. The Ken blocks the stand light kick. You know, that's That could be pretty typical. That could be pretty typical. So this is like just a knockdown off of, off of heavy headbutt. The Ken blocks it. The stand light kick. Obviously, because you get a medium. Who doesn't do a medium? That's a safe option. But then, what are you going to do? Maybe you're going to late tech. Maybe you're just going to stand there. Maybe you're going to crouch block. Uh, or maybe you're going to stand up and press a light normal. Well, guess what? Urian's right there. Fully charged. Stand hard punch. That's right, baby. See that chop all the way from Nemo down to Zangief. Here we go. Boom. Hit that can. Standing medium punch into another medium punch headbutt loop. Oh my goodness, folks. Oh, give me all those loops. Oh, and this series alone leads into a stun. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's so beautiful. Uh, the dude also does uh, another round of headbutt loops, which are like at that point kind of unnecessary. Uh, and you can even like you can even think to that to that end like man just do another series of headbutt loops you don't even need to spend the critical art at that point because uh, you're going to deal so much damage raw and not have to spend any money that's the best part you don't all you have to spend is your v trigger like oh for three loops oh, in a row linked together oh oh this one put a smile across my face folks uh, we'll get we'll get into talking about Yurian's headbutt loops and why or how they're back, even if they weren't intended. But oh my goodness, this one just made me put a smile right across my face. I I love it. Also, check out anything that Hassan's been posting about Yurian's headbutt loops or, or Javits or any. Just you just search headbutt loops, uh, season three point five headbutt loops because oh I'm so glad it's back. It's one of my favorite things from. Uh, from Street Fighter 5 that they took away, but they're back folks. They're back, baby. I love it. So good. It's so good. How can it not make you happy? Uh, here's some other changes that are super good that all you guys are happy about and I'm happy about as well because it makes me, this is, this is good things. Uh, but from your online matches, you, if you were in training mode, it'll spit you right back into training mode. No load screens. Load time is, it's a snap folks. That's right. The thing that we've been asking for, for 
years, in fact. Fuck, at this point. Uh, <laughs> for fucking years. Uh, we've been asking for... It sucks that I can say it. Uh, asking for a quick load time back into the thing you were doing without any kind of animations or you know loading screens. Guess what? You just get right back into it. That's awesome. It's, people were super excited about that, and for a good reason. This is something we've been asking for since we started doing the community feedback threads. Um, and here it is, in a like a silent patch. There was no announcement about this. It was just something that people found out naturally through play. I don't know if that's necessarily the best way to make such, a, such an announcement that would make the community super happy, because it did. Made a lot of people put a lot of smiles across people's faces, and that's fucking rad. Uh, I don't know. This is this is cool, and this is good news. Uh, some other good news about how Street Fighter V operates now uh, is that you can restrict connection quality in battle lounges. So if you want to do some some casual battle lounges, you have the option to restrict uh, to five to five bars if you want those good connections. If you want those good 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 connections, uh, if you want to get 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 connected to five bar peoples, then you can do that now. Yeah, there's something to say about maybe that five bar connection won't necessarily be a five bar. We've all lived that life as well, but you can do it now. You don't have to boot people. You can just play it out with people that, you know, are also searching for five bar connections. Also good. Also something we've been asking for for years. Uh, and we get unannounced in a, well, this one kind of was, this one was announced because it was something that popped up on your screen whenever you launched Street Fighter V. So you fucking know about this, unless you haven't played Street Fighter V in the last, uh, week or so. Has it even been, no, yeah, fuck, not even a week. Um, shit. Uh, yeah, if you haven't booted up Street Fighter V, there's, there's a surprise waiting for you. Uh, which gets into the last segment. 3.5. What a patch it was, folks. Oh, what a patch. Uh, it's got a lot of people being very active and vocal on Twitter about, oh my god, this is broken, uh, or oh my god, my character is dead. A lot of quote tweets going around. A lot of, you know, people just being excited because that's, you know, that's just how Twitter FGC works, for what it's worth. I fucking hate it. I think it's trash. Uh, but is what it is. You see a lot of pro players using a lot of hyperbole and fuck, fine, fucking fine. Uh, but also what you see is a lot of players go through, uh, collect their tech, post their tech, um, post it in Twitter moments, which is fucking fine or whatever. I, I guess I'm okay with that. But you see, we have a thread here, the meg thread, which is still sticky to the top. Got the sub, a lot of really good stuff here to see. Uh, a lot of good tech for each character to do with like control F or even do a tech search, which is this tab over here in the corner, uh, right, right below the SF5 server tab on the front page of our Street Fighter. Click on that, search for your own character's name, see what's been coming up, search, sort by new. We tried to make uh, Twitter search or uh, Reddit search engine work for us, but it is what it is. Um, and there's a lot of people out there saying their opinions on. You know, they gave, they've given whole rundowns of of what they think that you know the how their feelings on the patch and what it means for their character and that's fine. That's there's a lot of good stuff out there. I won't reiterate those things, but what I will do uh, a little different take on this. Uh, I'm just gonna go over the things that I think are the dumbest changes, and not not a matter of like oh like why would they make that character super strong or like that 
it's damages that made this character dumb. I'm like, I'm strictly gonna be speaking. Oh, like the, as from a developer standpoint, this is nonsense. No one tried to. No one communicated well what the actual problem was. Uh, and here we are in 3.5 with you know with shruggy shoulder guy going. I don't know. It's one of those things where you you see something and you see something in action and you just think. Uh, like, when when anyone communicates anything to the dev team of, you know, we, we probably should get a patch going. Uh, here, here's a list of, of notes. Is it just like a like Navajo code walker that just shows up and is like, oh, I have some some messages to send you? Uh, and they, they say they're, they're Navajo code and the people who are the developers just go, hmm... I think they meant this, and then you have a patch note, and that's fun. Uh, a lot of people have speculated maybe they just look at uh, the CFN results, which I think is also bullshit, because if that were the case, then Bison would get nerfed to hell. Uh, Bison's one of the most top-performing characters on CFN, so if that's the case, then he would be nerfed. So, what the fuck? What the fuck? I'm not entirely convinced that the developers for Street Fighter V are actually t overtaken by like a sentient AI, but then that sentient AI got like a little too close to like an electromagnet, and so it's it's like somewhat malfunctioning and it's just spitting out the number. It's just giving you the numbers, and whoever has to hit publish is like, you say so, like you know better than us, supercomputer. Um, but they don't know yet. They don't know yet that it was walked too close to magnet. They don't know yet. Well, regardless, here are some changes that I think are trash. First up, down the line, let's go. Um, Ryu, uh, he had an interesting change here, uh, which I don't think was intentional. Uh, that, uh, by the way, folks, the things that I'm just going to cover here uh, in in this segment are just things that I've you know just somewhat discussed like I really haven't even dug into it that super hard I haven't looked at it with a microscope I know that there are people who are uh, if you follow weed on Twitter uh, dude's been I mean he had SF5 diff out in like a fucking second it was not even hours had passed past and he was like if you want to know what's different here you go uh, info dump what's good uh, which I've talked about on this podcast before uh, so this is even just like at a glance things that even just by looking at our Street Fighter and just through a little bit of testing of my own, was like, oh, this is this is kind of fucked. So let's talk about him. Ryu got some good changes. Uh, I like where Ryu is as a character, but you'll never believe this one broken thing. Uh, <laughs> so if Ryu is in V-Trigger 1, uh, and he ends a combo with DP, and he intends to cancel that DP into critical art, and that DP depletes the remaining V meter that he has, because it ticks down, you know, if you throw a Hadoken or do a DP, it depletes a little bit of that bar. If that DP you do at the end of the combo fully depletes that bar, making Ryu no longer in V trigger, that DP cannot be canceled into critical art for reasons. So that's broken. Another thing I think is broken, uh, maybe not broken, but just something that I think that 
players have been talking about for years since the game came out. Uh, Fong. Uh, something about Fong, if you don't know. There's just like maybe 12 Fongs out there who play him somewhat competently. Uh, his sweep, where if he hits it at certain ranges, even if he gets a crush counter sweep, the second hit will whiff uh, and allow his opponent to get a full punish on reaction at that range because you just recover in time. He's still got that sweep out there, and then it's like, oh yeah, I'll just like counter sweep or like fucking do whatever. Because even though you got the crush counter, you don't get a combo. In fact, I get to punish you. Lol, game. Uh, so that's broken. And has been broken since season one. Uh, and no one's ever really talked about that. So I, I want to say that into a microphone to a lot of people who might listen about Fong because I think Fong could be an interesting character. Uh, but he's been stuck in low tier for fucking forever. Uh, and the changes don't necessarily help him. I mean, he got that V reversal change that makes it pretty punishable on reaction. The crab walk doesn't go anywhere. It was so much fun to watch him crab walk and scuttle about and you know escape any dangerous situation. But... Not so much anymore. You can pretty much do it on reaction and punish with really whatever. Uh, another character who got hit by something like this is Ed. Another low-tier character that got hit with a V-reversal nerf that was it's pretty harsh, actually. Makes, these, these are the things that actually make their V-reversals pretty useless. I mean, even as like Zangief, for example. Zangief can press a, a headbutt, and it's not crazy for... a and Ed or anybody to want to V-reversal a headbutt because that's that puts Geef in an advantage and you don't want to hold that. You just want to say, get out of your headbutt. I don't want to deal with you. It's one of the things you even react to where you see it and you go, okay, here's a headbutt. I know he's not going to be able to, to SPD me because he'll be in recovery. I can, you know, hit him with this, which other characters can, but because Ed's and Fong's are escape, escape V-reversals, you would think they just sneak behind him and be out, but no, uh, Zangief can just headbutt see that they did the reversal and just go, oh, headbutt again the opposite direction and get the punish to get the combo that he wanted in the first place. Or do an SPD or do any number of things. Like, it, hey, but that's like, come on, man. He, he, guts, he gets the pressure. You do the reversal and he still gets to hit you with the button that he, in he initially wants to hit you with. That doesn't seem right. Those numbers don't add up. I'm on a calculate. My Texas instrument is saying that's fucking wrong. That's not okay. Weird. Okay, next topic of discussion. Ken, I think, is still broken. Here's the thing. Is that I actually think that Ken is, like, a pretty well-balanced character. I think he's, like, pretty mid... Or could be, like, a good mid-to-high-tier character. I think that he's pretty honest when it comes to playing the neutral. Uh, I think that... I think Ken's pretty fair when it comes to playing the neutral and his particular options. I think you got to be about your wits to do very well with him at a high level. At a high level, I think you have to be pretty, have a good wherewithal of how to play the game and how to play the character to do well with him at a high level. It's, keep that in mind. That's, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about your even like diamond level, diamond DPs, diamond Dallas Ken DPs coming at you. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, offline performs well at tournaments, good cans. Uh, I think he's fine. Like, I think the character does pretty well. But there's certain things about him, specifically in 3.5, that uh, are fucked up. Uh, you, we, we, we did that podcast with Chris Tatarian about, you know, crouching medium punch to, to target combo whiffing. 
still a thing, still a thing in this game. Uh, mostly because either the the push box on Ken's crouching medium punch is too much, or you know characters are just you know it's not it's a razor thin margin of error there. Even if Ken walks backwards for a single frame after landing a counter hit crouching medium punch, single frame walks backwards into back medium punch, it'll whiff. It's it's close. It's that finicky. He's got setups to do a, a point blank crouching medium punch, but are you gonna risk it if they get counter hit? Like, probably not. Uh, but he's got cool stuff in in 3.5. The the target combo into step kick into DP is like pretty good corner carry. I like it. Or even like step kick into like critical art works, but not when you're in V trigger for some fucking reason, which I think is a mistake. Um, another thing that I guess sucks. This is probably intentional. It just sucks. Is that if Ken does the the fake overhead into his crouching light kick, stand light kick, medium kick tatsu, he doesn't get the full medium kick tatsu, which means that he can't do the DP juggle in the corner. So that's kind of fucked. Um, what else? Oh yeah, also his crouching medium punch just whiffs on back dashes. The fuck is that about? Uh, like some of them, uh, it was one of those things where I saw it and I was like, no, that's that's some fuckery, right? That's just like a mistime that. That's not right. Uh, but it's on the Mochi stream. It just shows Colleen doing a backdash and he does a medium punch. And the punch is like, it's obviously right there. Uh, but it doesn't hit the Colleen. I don't know why that is. That just seems not right. Why would that whiff? Why would that be a thing that ever happens? I don't know. But there's video evidence of it. And it made me think that I was high as fuck. But I'll do drugs. Stay in school, kids. Okay, now the main topic of my life. Zangief. We need to talk about Zangief. Think about Zangief. And the thing about season 3.5 is that overall and in general, it, it, this is just, you know, uh, this is a window into my own psyche for you, for you guys out there listening that I am totally okay with Zangief being bottom tier. I am okay with playing a low tier character, and I'm okay with there being very high tier characters. I'm very okay with bad matchups. I'm okay with that existing, because I like to have fun with Zangief, and I like to have fun with the characters that I like to play. Um, it doesn't mean that I always think that they're competitive. Even in this game, I think that it's pretty smart if you are trying to be competitive to have a secondary with any character that you play, just to overcome your bad matchups. I think that's smart. I don't think it's necessarily that hard to do um, in this game. Well, if you specifically have a secondary for specific matchups, I don't think it's that hard to. I think it's. I don't think it's that much big of an ask to ask, like pro players to say, you know, put in a little bit of extra work in another character just to get strong in a in a certain matchup to do consistently well in tournament because that's what's that's what's key here. Uh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the bad things that happen today. I'm okay with the nerfs, even. He got hit with some fucking nerfs that I think really hurt him and are super not cool. Like the V-reversal nerf, which pushes pushes them too far out. Like, for him to get any follow-up. Because usually that put, put people in a mix-up. But what people also didn't think about was that him getting that V-reversal nerf of it causing so much pushback on hit now prevents him, you know, what he used to be able to do. If he was in the corner... And he hit you with that V reversal, uh, and it, on certain characters, not the entire cast, uh, hit you with a V reversal. On hit, he could combo it into critical art, 
You can't do that anymore. It's too far away. You can't even follow up with the regular SPD. It's just, it's too much. The muscle explosion was too much and pushed them way too far away. And that's unfortunate. But that's a nerf that I can live with. That sucks. That sucks. But I can live with that. Another thing that sucks is that the headbutt nerf, you know, they took away that stun. But they made it cancelable. I don't give a fuck about that. They made it cancelable and it made it an overall worse move in general, I think. And that sucks. But I can live with that. I can live with that. I can live with a bad matchup. But his light confirm. Crouching light kick, crouching light punch, lariat will sometimes whiff his, if his opponent backdashes or doesn't move with a pushbox on frame one. Not being able to have a reliable light confirm is... It's just broken. It's just broken, and it makes me a broken human for staying... Keeping playing... Keep playing Zangief, I know. I know I'm broken, but, like, I just want that to be fixed. Fix this on Zangief, fix this on Ken, and let's just be okay. Let's fix these things. Um, but, I don't know. So that sucks. I really wish they would fix that, and they didn't. They didn't in this patch. Uh, there's really nothing that, that Geef can do. It just doesn't have a light confirm, a reliable light confirm that you can 100% know that you're going to hit with on hit, especially if you see a counter hit. You're you're not gonna have faith in that, which is why you'll see a lot of Zangiefs go for uh, some kinds of, uh, or other kinds of follow-ups to light pressure. They're more likely gonna try and reset the situation just because it benefits Zangief more than any combo into Lariat. Or you'll see Zangief's pressure, which I do this a lot, pressuring with Crouching Medium Punch. Because, you know, it's, well, especially against characters who have four-frame light attacks because it'll actually, it'll win out. Uh, in those three frames, it'll it'll lose. So if someone wakes up with three frames, it'll lose. But I'm getting sidetracked by Zangief talking about all this tech. So much Zangief tech. Uh, the other thing about the headbutt is that optimally, optimally, there's kind of no reason to to do it. And it's it's one of those air normals that has such fucking shit range that you would never press it. As like as a punish even for someone trying to escape the corner like you would have to you would have to know before and you have to be in air like right at the same level with them and then like to not have pressed a button beforehand to like get out there and hit you with it air to air to land this headbutt into ex borscht dynamite which like okay you can do that it'll it might happen eventually i'm sure like that situation will arise. Fine. But, like, the other things that he can do with it just don't make any fucking sense. You look at the, the crush counter nerf of the scaling, it's like, well, okay. It does do a little bit more damage and stun than just a regular stand hard punch into hard punch SPD. It does a little bit more. But it does not do more than a fully charged stand hard punch into hard punch SPD. It does not. It does less damage. So, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Uh, the only time it is optimal that I can think of is when you are already in V-Trigger uh, and you block a reversal that you can punish with a neutral jump head 
headbutt that you wouldn't otherwise neutral jump and come down on with a headbutt. So like Ken or Akuma, like you're gonna headbutt them just because you can't. They have so much recovery. But like Ryu, you can't come down and perform your full combo if they do the EXDP. You can catch them in the air, but what you can't do is block, activate, then catch them with a headbutt. So like fucking why? Like just stop. Stop it with this bullshit. It's not a buff. Alright, so the next up, another grappler, Laura, uh, I think got a a patch that was just nonsense. It's just a dumb patch. Like, I get why they did it. So what they did was, with her Thunderclap, if you cancel that into V-Skill, uh, like she can do in V-Trigger, it, she has so much of a, of a, of a hurt box, so much of a push box, that she cannot cross under in most instances most instances she cannot uh which takes away that really hard to guess well it's not super hard to guess if you know the setup like there was actually a really good video by um either 801 strider or it was scan might have been scan actually uh about how that mix-up works the thunderclap ex thunderclap into v skill forward and it's like there's only certain instances where if she hits you and V skills forward, you just half block the other way right away because she can't cross you up right away. Uh, regardless, they now took that out of the game. It's it's one of those things where they patched it into the game, made it possible in season three, and then went, oh no, this is bad. <laughs> we need to get rid of this. Uh, so like fucking why, dude? Like did anyone test this? Like probably not. It's one of those things where you see it and you go, oh, very clearly no one tested this. Very clearly no one took a look at this and decided that this was not okay. Nobody did because they took it out immediately in a patch only a couple months after release of of season three. So, like, fuck out of here with that. Like, no. I was okay with that mix-up because, I don't know, she's got some other, like, interesting stuff. Like, her, her patch notes, I think, are are okay. She can actually still do, there's there's a video posted where she can actually still get across under. It's not the same and it's not as scumbaggy as, as the previous mix-up, but she can still do it. But regardless, I just think it's fucking dumb. Here's another fucking dumb thing that I think happened. Guile. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things where you look at it on paper uh, and if you, it was just under a microscope of Guile's flash kick deals more pushback on hit puts them further away you look at that and you go yeah okay they're trying you look at all the other other notes of like okay throws put you too far away it resets the news there's a lot of things in this patch uh that are like intended to reset the neutral you go okay cool that makes sense and i can even imagine the devs like doing this and saying like yes it makes the the flash kick makes them go further away so guile can continue to, to guile you and you go all right Okay. Uh, let me try my favorite B&B flash kick into critical art. Oh. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm sorry, that doesn't work anymore. You can't do his, his normal confirmed flash kick into critical art anymore. For reasons? Because it pushes them a little too far away. It's one of those things that I just feel like no one tested and it was an accident that this happened. It's even one of those things where even if he anti-airs, if he anti-airs you with a flash kick, cancels it into critical art. 
it might not hit. So why would they do that? Like, it's just another one of those things in this patch that it's like, okay, this was obviously reactionary and you obviously have a, you obviously have a, a goal in mind, but like this, this change makes a lot of Guile's trials not work anymore. Like, you're just creating more work for yourself and whenever you plan on making more trials for however many care I don't know. I don't know why they would make a lot of their work not applicable anymore in these situations where they could have just, you know, increased it a little bit. Not but not enough to uh cause so much that would make that would make the critical art whiff. I just I don't know, folks. <laughs> just you look at it, you just go, that's fucking dumb. But thanks. Here's like a cool combo. Guess what? You can't do it anymore. Because fuck you, that's why. Alright. Next up that I think is dumb. Uh Abigail. I actually think Abigail's nerfs are dumb because they don't really change the way that he plays in significant ways. I I don't think they hurt him enough. Like, they don't hurt him enough in the ways that were actually broken. They just hurt him in ways like, oh, Abigail deals too much damage and stun. Well, let's just, like, let's nerf those things. And his crashing, like, he, that confirm off of Light Kick, yeah, it's no good either. So just let's take that away. Okay, you did that, but, like, now Stand Light Kick is a better tick throw, so fuck that. Uh, Abigail Twist uh, or an unmatched Abigail Punch still gives him Oki. So like standing medium punch, Abigail twist, and you perform a reversal when he has V-trigger, you're still fucking dead. So I, I don't get that one so much. And like, V-trigger one max damage combos still, still do insane fucking damage. But what they didn't do, specifically what they didn't do, was add a fucking hurt box to his heavy punch normals. They still have, you see that fist out there, and you go, aha, I will if punish that, because this game cares about the neutral. Zangief, standing medium punch, Ric Flair, chop! As goes through fucking ghost fist, and you hit nothing. You try and give that man a fist bump, and are not rewarded for it. So you are still going to see people get steamrolled by Abigail. Not in the same ways, like, he lost some Oki there, like, yes. Uh, the run and throw, he lost Oki, like, fully mashed Abigail punch, he lost Oki, but like, I get it. And some damage there, and some stun there, a little bit. But like, he's gonna fuck you up still, because he can kinda just play Abigail neutral, which is like, oh, if you throw a button at my fist, uh, you get to die is your reward for trying to play the game, but so I, it's just a disheartening thing that I saw where it was one of those things where I had in the back of my mind they're gonna patch this game because in its current state it's kind of broken. This was before 3.5. They just gotta change a couple little things here and there, and it will be okay. It'll be okay. Uh, but then there's just this like huge jumble mix-up. And, and it still doesn't necessarily like fix the the, like the actual broken stuff. 
it just has like an idea of like they heard someone say, oh, Abigail's broken. And then they just like assumed why Abigail was broken. Uh, and then you're still going to see him in top eights. Promise you that. Because like Itabashi Zangief ain't going. He's certainly not going back to Zangief. That's a fucking sheer. Uh, okay. Uh, next character. And I, I go to Cammy. Uh, and a lot of people, you see a lot of people cry, like, oh, she's just, like, buffed a little bit, like, oh, fuck all this. Which, like, okay, like, I'll, I'll allow that hyperbole. I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'm okay with her being top tiers and strong characters. I'm okay with Cammy being strong. I'm okay with that. But specifically, specifically that they made a note that said, added pushback to Crouching Light Kick. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, surely they meant Stand Light Kick. Because that's the problematic normal when it comes to light kick pressure. Surely the standing light kick that has effectively zero pushback. Surely they added pushback to that. Well, I was wrong. So she gets that counter hit, stand light kick. She can combo right in three hit light combo into crouching light kick. So don't you fucking worry, folks. You gotta worry from all ranges. Because <sighs> they fixed it. They fixed it, all right. Here's another character, Vega. Here's another patch that I think makes no fucking sense. Or it makes sense on paper. Like, here's the thing. It fucking makes sense if you look at it on a microscope and look at it on a paper. Vega got his light kick roll. Uh, they extended the hitbox. They extended the range, they say. They gave it a range buff, they say. But, like, even a light hit confirmed from not max, from, like, let's just say max range light, light confirmed. Like, you're not point blank when you start it into crouching light punch, light kick roll, it will still whiff. So why would it do that? Why would you make it that way? Like there's still a lot of instances where Vega's light kick, uh, light kick roll will whiff, which can cause huge problems for him because that's punish and Vega can't necessarily afford that. Uh, and it's stupid and it's dumb and I hate it. I hate that they made a lot of these notes of like, okay, this will fix it. This will fix the issue. And then the issue still exists or exists because of another reason that they didn't change or because they changed something else entirely. Uh, I hate it. Uh, here's a change. Uh, Urian, I, I think it's dumb that Urian's headbutt loops are back. Uh, even though I fucking love it. I think it's stupid. Because you look at the patch notes and it specifically says, it specifically says that Light Punch, uh, Light Punch will gain extra frame of recovery on whiff. But only on whiff. Special note, only on whiff. And I saw that patch and I looked at Hatson and I said, hey, Hatson, I'll gamble you USDs. I didn't do this because I'm not a gambler. And also he can't accept my, my, my US monies. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how yeah, transactions work, international transactions work. I said, "Let I will bet you that that stand light punch actually applies to the move and it's entirely, and Urian will have headbutt loops. Like, I promise you that. As soon as I saw that, I was like, they're just going to give it to the whole move. And most of the moves here, they're just going to give it to the whole move. Not all, it's like a 50-50. But that one in particular, they're giving it back. Yaren's gonna have headbutt loops. So like, why even have that note? Why even give us patch notes? Just like release the thing. Like, 
release the thing and like then let someone who knows what the fuck they're doing like go through and go oh yeah okay this is what this is what happened like give it to weed give it to hatson i don't fucking care like just let someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about give us notes so that, like it all makes sense and also you fucking took away the headbutt loop in season three so why give it back to us in season 3.5 when you specifically say you're not going to give it back to us by saying it's only on whiff that doesn't make any goddamn sense. So, like, again, that's a dumb patch note. That's a dumb patch note. And, of course, my favorite dumb patch note goes to Alex. Uh, that's right. Yammy Drop 2.0. Dead again. Big <laughs> Like, thanks. If you're familiar with the Yammy Drop was, uh, was that uh, originally what he could do was flash chop, right, into power drop. Because that power drop, I, I think this is how the frame data worked. Because the power drop itself, uh, when it was canceled, six frame, you late cancel the hard punch flash shot into the power drop, which you can do. But because that power drop is six frames, or whatever it was, on block, if you blocked that hard punch flash shot, perfect, perfect tick throw into power drop perfect tick through so it's kind of a gamble for alex of oh if i hit you with this uh and don't follow up you know you don't get the the punish on the hard punch flash chop or like you know scale or a full punish on my whiff command throw but if you just sit there and block he snatches you it's kind of like a fun little risk there like a fun risk because like it's kind of a gimmick but also you can see it working with the way that alex was explosive damage wise like it's fun it's a fun thing to do um and then in, I forget exactly which patch it was, they decided, oh no, Alex should not be able to do that. So they shortened the command grab from six frames to five frames to fix that. To say they'll still be in, uh, or have, ju have just recovered, so it's no longer a perfect tick throw. Uh, you'll still catch the uh, unthrowable frames of, of, uh, of their recovery. So Yammy Drop doesn't work anymore. And you go, okay, like, I get it. They just didn't want that in the game. So they reduced the that particular setup uh, from six frames to five frames, so that doesn't work anymore. Okay, like, fine. And then A comes out. He gets V-Trigger too. And guess what? He can cancel Flash Chop uh, into A... A special V-Trigger, uh, what was it, the Neckbreaker? I forget the exact name, but he can cancel it into his V-Trigger command grab. And guess what? It's six frames. Well, by golly, that's that's the same kind of setup that, that the original Yammy Drop was. Yammy Drop lives again, 2.0. There it is. The exact same kind of frame data. You go, okay, they took it away with that, but then they give it back to him. But he has to be in V-Trigger. So you go, okay, like that must have been the trade-off that they were looking for. That must be why that's a thing. Because there's no way that they could make the same mistake with a command grab that six frames after on block this certain move that you have to late cancel it for to get that particular to get that particular setup. Like, it's fair. All's fair. 3.5 comes out. They reduce the startup. <laughs> of the V trigger command grab from six frames to five frames. They fix it in the same goddamn way that they caused the problem with in the first season. Like, <laughs> you shot yourself in the foot once. 
And you go, oh man, that, oh, that hurt. Fuck. Oh, but I'm, I'm out of ammo. I gotta reload my gun here. Uh, and then you shoot yourself in the fucking foot again! In the same exact way! <laughs> like... <laughs> it's, like, that's hysterically bad. That's hysterically bad. Like, I... I can't believe it. That the, the, it... You can, like... And it's funny watching this from afar, just trying to guess why they made these changes. And you go, why would they add... Or take away Yammy Drop? Like, okay, maybe it wasn't intended. But then they add it back with V-Trigger. Okay, fun. Like, he just needs meter for it. And they take away the same way. And it's like, oh, no, you just fucked up. Like, four times. Stop. Please stop. Please, like, talk to someone. Get some help. Call this number. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm gonna get off my bullshit now because that's those are all like the dumb changes to 3.5 that I just think are are mega bullshit that I've that I have seen, and it's only been a couple days, so that's just the mega bullshit that I've seen that I think are unintentional, and that I think require patches or like require explanations at the very least. Jeez, oh man! All right, so let's get into the next topic, folks. It's time for ship post of the week. That's right, post. This this is a final thing where we can kind of laugh at ourselves and laugh at the sub in general because our street fighter, let's admit, can be dumb a lot of the times. Uh, and something that I thought was dumb. Speaking of um, some dumb patches, uh, <laughs> this one goes to Quasimodox, Quasimodo X. You've done it again, son. Congratulations. Uh, so what if you haven't been following, here's some bullshit of Capcom making a costume for Jerry, alternate costume, uh, Lilith costume, and a lot of, there was uproarious outrage of, oh no, they made her a not busty lady anymore. What's up with that? But aha, <laughs> if you input the costume code, which is uh, light kick, all punches, and up, at any like loading screen or in between rounds, she gets boobs back. So, fuck you, Capcom. I guess I, I I don't know. I don't I don't care if you like things sexy or not. But I, nah, come on, man. It's exploitative bullshit. But regardless, uh, <laughs> what Quasi did was he <laughs> he showed an extra hurt box like where a boobs would be, uh, and called it a nerf and it's a pretty good joke it's a joke this is not real if you saw this and thought it was real it was tweeted out by me and a couple other people uh caught a little bit of steam there it's a joke it's not real she doesn't actually gain a hurt box for uh for her love boxes uh so <laughs> if you were if you were goofed by this one don't worry input that costume code all you like depending on how sexy you like it all right, now let's get to the final section, which I'll only gloss over. Uh, and I only think it's appropriate here to, to call out, because I haven't quite figured out how we're going to redo this this segment of the show. Something I want to give homage. We like to end the show with an homage to FGC of yore. Pull a, a match from history and say, let's go watch this one, or here's why this, this match is, is worth watching. Uh, and this week... Uh, giving it to K. Brad versus Smug at East Coast Throwdown 2015. Uh, and it's a good set because it shows Cammy, a strong Cammy player. Uh, I really like K. Brad's Cammy, and I really love Smug's Dudley. And it's fun to watch these two slug it out. Uh, 
and there's a really good comeback by K-Bread and some solid play overall. The commentary and the energy in the room are actually a little little odd on this, so like don't don't be fooled by that. Like it's actually it's actually a really good set if you watch it. Uh, Ultra Street Fighter Four, uh, so like final versions of these characters, I believe, uh, and it's a fun set. Uh, and I I loved watching K-Brad's cami in in Street Fighter Four, instant air dive kicks, and you know some tight ass links from from Smug. Uh, with his Dudley, that aggressive Dudley with that overhead and that <clears throat> that stand hard kick, loved it. That, that fist to the face, like fucking folders, so good. Uh, so I'll just recommend that you go watch this match if you want to see some hype. Street Fighter Four. Uh, maybe next week we'll go back to some Street Fighter Two. Uh, talk about a match like that. Maybe talk about its significance uh, in the whole like scope, grand scheme of of FCC history. This one doesn't necessarily carry as much weight as some other matches that we've talked about, uh, but it's a fun slugfest and it's a good comeback. And it's when K Brad was, or it, he still is a very strong player. Uh, but you know, this was when Cammy was pretty, pretty high tier, but now she's definitely high tier now versus a low tier Dudley or like mid tier Dudley. Dudley's pretty mid tier, uh, but smug makes him look so, so good. And that's show folks. Gonna end things there. Uh, I'll I'll get off my bullshit. So sorry if I bored you with the. Um, don't worry, folks. I'm no longer on Sudoku Watch. I'm, I've come to terms with Zangief and his his place in the tier list. I'm okay with playing a low tier character. I'm okay with even. I guess I'm okay with playing a broken character because he is broken, and Ken players should be okay with playing a broken character. Uh, but we should make we should let people know that those things should be changed. Like those confirms whiffing. Like, stop it. F fix it. Uh, because it's broken. Uh, at least let that be known, I think, is important. Uh, to Like, call it out. Call it out when you see it. When you see some hot bullshit like that. Uh, don't be hyperbolic about certain characters and what they got over your character or why they're still strong or why they're, they're fucking gutted. Like, I don't think Rashid got all that gutted. Honestly... Like, he's not all that bad. He they, like they took away his bullshit, but if you still play like a solid Rashid, I think you could do well with Rashid. But like, that's an honest conversation about the character versus 180 or 240 characters on you know how you think you get the most retweets. It's a little bit better than that. Do better, folks. Don't be rate. What what have we learned? Be better. Don't be racist. Uh, don't send me, don't, don't mod mail, don't send mod mail about your racism, defending your racism. Don't do that. I'd rather you not. Uh, and that's the show. Uh, if you have any comments or concerns or questions, uh, put them in the response, either in the Reddit thread or on the YouTube uh, replay of this or on fucking Twitter. I don't care. You can catch me at Super Joe Monday or you can catch the, our Street Fighters main account that's at reddit sf uh and as always please uh rate and review this podcast on i guess fucking itunes or whatever the hell you listen to it on uh if you're some kind of like normie like me who has a is an android i don't have i ain't got no itunes on my phone uh but if you do rate it please uh but that's the show and listen in every thursday also check out the tournaments that we run on mondays and fridays uh, is that how we end the show? Okay. And regardless, folks, um, until next week, take care. 
please don't be racist anymore. Thank you for not being, this is a me being presumptuous saying that you won't be racist. So thank you. See you next week, folks. Take care.